0: Take your Bibles and would you turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms, the 84th chapter. Last several weeks we've been talking about blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. The word blessed means happy. And it means overabundance of happiness, joy. And we've looked at several different instances of where the Bible speaks about and gives us that phrase, blessed is the man. today, found here in Psalms 84, we're finding that phrase once again. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. That the strength that God has given to us Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalms 84? And we're going to read the first seven verses of Scripture. And so with your Bibles open, would you stand with me in reverence of reading God's holy, infallible, inerrant Word of God. Now I want you to notice that he relates two things here today, the psalmist does. He relates our relationship with the tabernacle, which, of course, in reference to the church. And then he relates the happiness of a man whose strength comes from the Lord. The two go hand in hand. In other words, that our strength is found in the Lord, but so many, many times we find that in the house of the Lord. Through singing, through praying, through testimony, through reading the Scriptures, through preaching the Word. So listen to what he says. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh... Cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. Look at that. They will be praising you, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. And they pass through the valley of Baca. They make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Lord, what a blessing to know that we can call upon you in the midst of our weakness. And as Paul says, that when I'm weak, that I can become strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for that divine strength that you give to us in those moments of weakness, in those moments of distress, in those moments of trials and despair. Thank you for your precious Word and for your Holy Spirit. Now we pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Anoint the listener as well as the proclaimer. And may what is said today bring honor to you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you. You May be seated. As a pastor, I have probably received and heard every kind of excuse that you possibly can imagine for not coming to church. Heard about this guy one time. He went hunting on Sunday. Now, he was a deacon, and I would never think that a deacon would ever go hunting on Sunday and miss church, but this particular guy did. And he was out in the woods, and he was hunting, and all of a sudden, it started to rain. Rain like cats and dogs, and man, I'm telling you what, it was just pouring down. So he saw this hollow law. And so he thought that he would slide into that log out of the rain. And so as he was in that log, the rain, I mean, the log began to swell because of the, of the rain. And he got stuck in the log. And as he was trying to get out and he couldn't get out and he kept thinking, oh my goodness, nobody knows where I'm at. And nobody would ever find me where I'm. I met, and then all of a sudden he got to thinking, well, today's Sunday. I should have been in church. And he got to thinking so much about that that he felt so small that he was able to crawl out of that (laughs) hole. I came across this article of these are supposed to be true of excuses that uh, parents had written for children uh, for missing school. Some of you school teachers can appreciate this. But these are actual excuses. Number one, it said, Please excuse Lisa for being absent. She was sick and I had her shot. (laughs) Number two, dear school please excuse john for being absent on january the twenty eighth the twenty ninth the thirtieth the thirty first the thirty second the thirty third and the thirty fourth please excuse roland from p e for a few days yesterday he fell out of a tree and misplaced his hip <laughs> John has been absent because he had two teeth taken out of his face. <laughs> Please excuse Ray from school. He has very loose vowels. <laughs> Please excuse Tommy for being absent yesterday. He had diarrhea and his boots leaks. <laughs> Please excuse Jimmy for being, it was his father's fault. <laughs> All kinds of excuses that we can come up with, we hear them from time to time for being absent, not from school, but from church. It seems as if that we look at church and our, our attendance of church as being something of less as importance as it should be. It seems as if we don't have anything else to do, we'll go to church. Well, the writer begins to talk about that if you want to be a happy man, you'll attend church. Now, now, attending church won't make you a Christian. But I will assure you this. You cannot be a good Christian without attending church. And so, the Bible begins to bring before us of how... God strengthens us through the church. Now, I want you to see a couple things as we look at this passage of Scripture. Go back and look at verse 6 just for a few moments where it says, or verse 5, where it says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. First of all, Let's think about the situations in which we are strengthened. Have you ever found yourself in a place in your life where you felt so weak? I have felt that way physically and I have felt that way spiritually. I never realized how uh, how weak I was after my surgery until I went to uh, cardiac rehab. And I remember that uh, my um, uh, the, my trainer was telling me. He said, "I want you to go over there and I want you to pick up a five pound bar and I want you to do some arm curls." I said, "A five pound bar? You got to be kidding me! I can do more than that." I went over and picked up that five pound bar and I thought I was going to fall to the floor. I just didn't realize how weak I had become over those last several months of my surgery. I have found that same experience in my life, spiritually and emotionally. There's times that when we go through trials and difficulties that we are faced with how really weak we are. And I can give testimony, and I believe that you can give testimony, that theirs are the times that God, in His supernatural way, comes and gives us strength—strength strength spiritually. Andrew was talking about Peter and how he. That book talks about the trials and the difficulties that we go through, and for the prayer and for the purposes of God bringing us to the point of us recognizing our weakness so that we will call upon Him and that we will depend upon Him. But he talks about some trials. He talks about the pilgrimage that we travel through. Those are the times of trials and difficulties. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that you're immune to trials and difficulty. In fact, we began to find out sometime those trials and difficulties are maybe even more enhanced in a believer's life than they are even in a lost person's life. For the simple reason that there God is trying to use those experiences to mold us and to make us and to become all that we're supposed to become. Life, a lot of times, are filled with valleys. I'm reminded of what Watchman Nee said. Watchman Nee made a statement one time that he said this, We seldom learn anything about God except through adversity. And that is so true. We seldom learn the things about God except through adversity. And so I want you to know sometimes those trials are God-sent. Sometimes those trials are God's ordained. And sometimes it may be a tragedy that has come into your life. Maybe a death of an individual a loved one, a husband, a wife, a mom or a dad or a child. but all oh, you found yourself in the midst of that situation of those trials, so feeling so weak. But not only in a time of trials, but also in a time of tears. Many a trials has brought many a tears into upon our faces. The Bible says, that you notice there, it uses the word Baca. That word Baca, the valley of Baca, literally means a valley of weeping, a valley of tears. There are the times when our hearts are so burdened and they are broken that we find ourselves hurting like we've never hurt before. Have there been those moments in your life? where you found yourself, that the only thing you could pray was, oh God, oh God, God, I'm hurting. God, I need your help. Oh God, give me strength. Psalms chapter 6 verse 6 says, I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim and I drench my couch with my tears. With my tears. Many a pillow at night has been wet by the tears that has fallen from the faces and from the cheeks of individuals. Many a night. I remember one time hearing about this dear man. Had a little five year old daughter. And his mom, I mean, her mom and his wife passed away suddenly. After the funeral, they went back to their home. And that house was so empty, there was such silence that was coming from that house. He prepared his little daughter for bed. And as he put her to bed, he heard her weeping. He goes in there and says, Honey, what is wrong? And she said, Oh, Daddy, I miss my mama so bad. And it's so dark in here, Daddy. Daddy, would you just put your arms around me and squeeze me and tell me that you love me? He put his big old arms around her and there she wept herself asleep that night. He goes into his bedroom that night, cuts out the light. And as he goes, he realizes it's so dark. And he cried out, Oh God, it's so dark. It's the darkest night I have ever experienced in my life. Oh God, Father, would you put your arms around me and just squeeze me and tell me that you love me? And by his testimony, he said that he went to sleep that night sobbing in the arms of Jesus. Oh, my friend, I want you to understand. There are situations that comes into our life, many times when you least expect it. Many times when things are going so great, and then all of a sudden, tragedy hits. And you find yourself so weak. Times of tears, times of trials. Thomas Hood said, The world is a wilderness where tears are hung on every tree. I love the song that Annie J. Flint wrote. Listen to this He giveth more grace as our burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength as our laborers increase. To added affliction, He added His mercy. To multiplied trials, He multiplies peace. When we have exhausted our, our store of endurance, when our strength has failed, ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, Our Father's full giving is only begun. Amen. Oh, so true. So true. Isaiah knew exactly what we're talking about because he says in Isaiah 40 verse 29, listen to this, says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. Aren't you glad that in the moment of our weakness that he's there to give us strength? Strength that cannot come from man. Strength that does not come from the world. Strength that does not come from man's ability. But strength only that comes from the Lord. Bless his name that He knows when we're weak, that's when we need His strength. But not only do I want you to notice the situations in which we receive that strength, but also the strength by which we are strengthened. Look what He says there in verse 5 once again. He reminds us, Something that is so beautiful. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Not only does he talk about strength that is given, but he also describes that strength that is given. First of all, is a divine strength. You notice what he says, the strength that is in you. The psalmist is speaking strength that is from the, not from the outside, but the one that is from the Lord. Dan Crawford was the successor of David Livingston. And when he died, they found his New Testament in his pocket. And in the flyleaf of that New Testament, he had penned these words. I want you to listen to them. I cannot do it alone. The waves dash fast and high. The fog does chill around. And the light goes out in the sky. But I know that we too shall win in the end. Jesus and I